all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. Uh, we are here. We are here. Um, it is the day before Game 5 in this series that, by the way, Justin, is breaking all kinds of ratings um, or hitting milestones. Uh, I think Game 4 was the highest in 21 years. Um, peak at like over 10 million viewing. So uh, that's no surprise to us. But um, Kings fans are really trying to claim some of this, you know, (laughs) 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 that because they are the opponents of the Warriors, Justin, that this is why that is happening. And look, I think here, the, the bit of credence I'll give to that, Justin, is that I don't think many people had exposure to the Kings all season unless you, you know, had access to watch the games, unless your league passed, whatever. They only had, I think, maybe a few uh, national TV games, right? And so they are a fun and exciting team to watch, similar to the way the Warriors were. Um, And so, and De'Aaron Fox is a great, young, exciting guard. So it's like, it's the Warriors, they get the main, you know, the primetime games and, and you know, the ABC games. So people are always going to be tuned in for them. But then now you tune in and you see this fun, exciting team and it's a good series. So, yeah, I guess. But it's like, come on, guys, really, let's be serious. They're like, if y'all were playing someone else, it wouldn't be like this. I don't know about that. And they keep trying to use, like, other years to say, well, then why are you guys beating other years? But... Um, in round two versus the Grizzlies, um, the mark that it hit today, granted, this is round one versus round two, it's pretty similar in numbers. So, you know, the Warriors, I think, are truly going to hit that mark with any opponent. And it may not always be because people love the Warriors. It's also because people want to see the Warriors go down yeah. <laughs> and understand that that's a part of it. But that's still about the Warriors, not the opponent, but the Warriors. Like, they want to see the mighty dynasty fall. And so, you know, I know it continues to seem, Justin, like we're just arrogant, but it's just like, sorry, y'all, that's the reality. So we are here where we are. Um, So we going into game five. We got some questions, Justin. Did you have any thoughts on the ratings before we start to dig into some of these questions? Yeah, I was just going to agree. It's it's because people want to see the Warriors lose. You know, like that's just it is what it is. Um, give credit to the Kings for pushing the Warriors and going up 2-0 and people are saying like, oh, we finally get to see the Warriors go down um, in a way that we didn't expect. So from from that standpoint, sure, it's because it's the Kings, but if it was who anybody else, if, if they had dropped, if they had jumped up to fifth and been playing the Suns and been down 2-0, I'm pretty sure those ratings would have been hitting record numbers as well. And if they would have, you know, been in a play in and end up playing the Grizzlies or something. It's not that it's the Kings specifically. It's because they were up 2-0 and like people want to see the Warriors lose. People want to see Steph Curry play and people want to see the Warriors lose. Like it was the same thing when Mike was driving up the ratings. Like <laughs> are the Bulls finally going to lose? Half half of the ratings is that and the other half is where we just want to watch because this is our favorite player and this is the most marketable player in the league. Like so that's just it is what it is. 
facts, absolute facts. So, you know, I don't think it's going to end here as in the Warriors losing this series, but we thought that, you know, going coming in, we thought that before this news came out of yesterday, which was like, wow, you know, caught me off guard. So, you know, let's get into it. But yeah, people want the Warriors to lose. We know that, but guys, it's not going to be in this first round. So, um, so news came out yesterday, Justin. Uh, I I was uh, out and then the notification came up for me. Um, I was also like helping to prepare um, the other show that I work on, Brother From Another, about to go on air. And we're like preparing for that segment. And the news drops about, uh, about De'Aaron Fox and that his finger like is fractured or, you know, his fingertip or however it came out and that he's doubtful for game five. And it was like, what, what, what? Cause like, I don't even remember De'Aaron having like an injury in that game, you know, because I mean, mm-hmm. he hit that big three, you know, um, right at the end of the game that pulled it like within one. And so I'm like, what? And then he was, he was going to take the last shot if they didn't force the ball out of his hands. So I just wasn't aware of like an injury incurring. Like I didn't remember a time where the game had stopped or anything. So this caught me off guard, first of all. And then I know I saw like, um, was that guy Josiah putting up the the Drake tweet when the Katie news came out, you know, that, that meme of everyone always uses mm-hmm. back from that playoffs. But he's like, oh man, if people think he's acting. Yeah. But I genuinely do not want De'Aaron Fox to miss any games in this series. Like, right. You and I have talked about this before. Like, I want to beat the best. Like, to me, it's a testament to the Warriors that they get past this feisty Kings team with De'Aaron Fox clearly on the come up, right? And it's been the most amazing playoff series. It's the best. The ratings support that. Like, we're watching the games. The scores, you're winning within a few points. You know, it's like... Even that's even that game two score is not real because the game was really close and so just like you know the very end. So mm-hmm. these have been close tight games. Well, there was one blowout, yeah. So game three, but I mean, the games have been close and it's been exciting. And I don't want and I'm a De'Aaron Fox fan, you know. I'm a mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox fan, so I did not want anyone to be hurt in the series but especially not him so when I was like Dan that really sucks and I expressed it and I'm like I hope he's better and then he somehow plays I meant that I I personally meant that I can only speak for myself like are there some people maybe like secretly like I don't think I hope most people would never want injury but there could be some people breathing a sigh of relief because we know that there are some that are not as confident in this Warriors team as you and I may be, but I was actually pretty disappointed to hear the news. What 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 was your reaction when you first heard it? It was definitely just a major shock at first. Like, like whoa, it was like a whoa, like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Because like you just said, he was playing extremely well um, beyond the point where they said he sustained that injury, um, hitting shots, hitting three-pointers and stuff. And obviously adrenaline is kicking in and maybe um, – the swelling hadn't set in yet and all this other stuff. So it was definitely a shock at first. And then the second thought is um, it's just unfortunate, right? Like you just said, you don't want to see any player go down to injury. 
um, especially a player that you're playing against and is um, you just know what's going to follow afterwards, all the narratives about, you know, essentially cheapening every, every accomplishment that the Warriors have had because along the way, you know, players have gotten injured on the teams that they played and players have gotten injured on the Warriors too. Like it happens every single playoffs to every team, right? Um, it's just unfortunate when it does happen because all those narratives follow. Um, you would just hope that he still can find a way to play. Um, and, you know, before before it even got to that point, I was saying they're going to win four straight. They still have an opportunity to do so. They haven't completed it yet. But it just goes to show that we have confidence in the team regardless, and we expect our team to win regardless if there's injury news or not. But it's just unfortunate that it, you know, it happened this way. And we just got to wait and see how he's playing through it because that's just not a – it doesn't sound like a fun injury to have. No, it doesn't. And so um, anti-stand man – <laughs> the handle is anti stan man 2k23 uh this is a parody account but he wants to know how worried are we about a letdown for game five given the fox news not worried um i think if they were up 3-1 then you can worry about it but since it's 2-2 and they understand the urgency of the moment and that this team is not to be taken lightly at this point, at least I hope so. And especially after them almost throwing the game away pretty much at the end of last game, I think they're going to come out focused. And whether he's playing at 100% or not, they're going to come out focused and try to win the game. Um, so I'm not really worried about them letting down, given the stakes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I expected the Warriors to be focused no matter what. If anything, to me, I think this will even heighten their focus. Like, guys, we can't let down. Like, we don't mm -hmm. think you know, because Darren Fox may be out that we shouldn't, um, you know, play like the game plan is the same, you know, the game plan is the same. And so uh, I, I think they are treating, I mean, look, every game is, should be treated like you want to win it, but I think they're treating that game as a must win game, you know? Um, and again, I mean, we're going to get into this because of a question we have later. I don't ever like to look too far ahead, but like, you know a potential matchup for you next round is the Lakers and you got to be seeing that there's a chance their series might go short, you know, they're up three, one. So you're also watching around the league and seeing all of these injuries and like, you want to get your games done and not risk, you know, exposure to yourself. Jordan Poole is playing injured right now. And it sounded like his ankle injury was pretty severe. So let's get Jordan some rest. Let's get him some treatment, you know? So there's so many things that should be motivating them aside from just wanting to advance and their overall pursuit of another championship to also say, we need to get this done, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and we, and we win this game, we have a chance to close it out at home and chase. Right. So I think it's going to, I think it's going to motivate them even more. You know, there, there was, you know, when the reports initially came out, then there was some additional reporting from Woj and it was sort of like, he's going to try his best to play and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, and then I think Anthony Slater came out later last night and said it was like official that he's, you know, listed with this avulsion fracture. Is that the name of it? And, and, um, you know, he's doubtful. You know, and 
I, I believe the injury is real and it happened and it's painful. So I believe all of that. But we also know there is a bit of gamesmanship that comes with the playoffs, right? And so I'm saying that like, there could be a chance that he's playing no matter what, even though we don't know how effective he'll be and what his, you know, uh, like what that's going to be like, but them not wanting anyone to know, and particularly the Warriors, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, but, you know, some people were talking about that, like, you know, just like they may not want the Warriors to know or they don't want to reveal yet that he's playing. So, you know, it's the news is coming out you know, the way that it's coming out. So I guess we'll just, you know, have to see. But, you know, Ja is playing with his hand pretty, still pretty painful. You know, there was a video of him being like wrapped up and like he's like screamishing in pain, you know, like, um, and at least for one of those, I mean, he's been pretty effective, right? Like I'm sure there's things that are limiting him, but it's effective. We know Steph has played with a dislocated finger before and may mm-hmm. not be as, you know, painful as the Volsian fracture. And he found a way to be effective. So that's what the great ones do. And it's still very early in De'Aaron Fox's uh, playoff career, but I think he's one of the great ones and will be. So I think he's going to find a way, you know? And so <coughs> it's the fingertip, it sounds like. So <coughs> I don't know how they can wrap that up and give him protection. But, you know, this is my question to you for the mailbag, Justin, but you've played. So in terms of it's, it's his left hand, which Mm -hmm. is his shooting hand, Mm -hmm. which if you follow me on Twitter, some may have just found out, I was not aware that De'Aaron Fox shoots with his left hand. So sorry, if you don't like me or think I'm stupid and don't want to like listen to our show anymore, feel free. But I I didn't realize that. It's just not something that I noticed. And so it is his shooting hand. Um, how could that potentially affect him, you know, for purposes of dribbling the ball, passing the ball, handling the ball, um, when he does his layups, uh, his mid-range shot, which is a go-to mm. for him, just in, how could this potentially affect him? Yeah, I think based on what I was reading, if he does play, he'll have to play with a wrap on his finger. I'm assuming it'll look something like the one that Kobe used to have when he's when he broke his right index finger. They just wrapped it up kind of tight, like almost like a caterpillar type of deal. And I mean, that definitely affects things, right? It's just a different feel. So is it tight? Like it's straight, so you can't even like bend because like don't be you able to... need to be able to like grip the ball and stuff. So is it like? The whole finger or like at the top at the tip? Kobe used to have his like the whole finger. I think he could bend it a little bit, but it was like you said, pretty, pretty rigid, um, which could definitely affect things. Like if he's a guy who has bigger hands and he kind of uses his ability to flex his fingertips and stuff like that to control the ball, then I'm sure that would be an adjustment for him. Um, being able to shoot, you got to be able to flex your fingers a little bit. So Guys like that, like that are just that good. I think he'll eventually figure something out, right? It's just that that period of figuring out how to use it with the wrap on his finger um, might yield some, you know, not desirable results for him. But uh, I think eventually he'll just get used to it and he'll still be somewhat effective if it's not like super painful while he's doing it. If it's super painful, then at that point, I don't think he'll be able to you know, be as effective in any capacity, but 
Yeah, it's just unfortunate. We, we just got to see how it looks when it's wrapped up because they could just do some type of new – because Kobe had his wrapped up almost a decade ago. But it could be something different nowadays where they have it, where you can still kind of move it around, but it's, but it's more protected. So we just got to see how it looks. And, yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of this is also pain tolerance, right? So – but there's stuff that they can give him for the pain, right? I mean, they probably would have to. Yeah, we can just ask Gary about that. Man, I hate that. I hate that that's what goes into this. But I mean, they need De'Aaron Fox on the court. He is. They have no chance without him. He is their best player. And him on the court at 80% is still better than him not on the court at all. Mm -hmm. You have to to game plan for him, right? You have to game plan for him. And if he can still set up his teammates or, you know, force attention on him, then that can at least open up some things for them. Definitely. Without him, their offense, I can't see it. Because even with him, sometimes their offense has struggled against when the Warriors have really locked down. Um, So without him, I don't think they have a, they don't really have a shot um, offensively. And then it hurts him defensively as well. Because I mean, you just got to play more Monk. You got to play more Herder. You know, obviously going to play more Davion, which can help their defense. But um other guys got to play more too, which is he's been pretty good for them defensively. So that would be a huge blow, huge blow. Yeah, well, it is not fake over here. Justin and I are really hoping that De'Aaron Fox can play. Um, you know, this is what playoff reputations are made of. You know, I don't want them doing anything to him that's going to risk really injuring him. But, you know, a lot goes on in sports behind the scenes. But I, you know, like Isaiah Thomas, right? It's like, when he came back out and played, <laughs> you know, all those, like, I'm talking about old school Isaiah, not, but, but even younger Isaiah, right? Like for the Celtics, right? Like this is what playoff reputations are made of. You know, you come out, you do something and you have this. So I hope he can come out and play and impact the game and be De'Aaron Fox. Cause I mean, he's been incredible and I wouldn't want his playoff run to end like this. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll find out. We don't know. So, that I don't think we're going to really know until, like, probably, I don't know how early they'll report on it, but I feel like this is one of those things, like, we probably won't know closer till game time what's happening to him is my is my guess. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right, let's move on to um, some other questions we have. So, um, what are the keys? This is a two-part question from Danny. Uh, What are the keys to the Warriors winning on the road? Um, Defense, defense defense taking care of the ball it's the same keys um when they're at home right if you give yourself equal or more possessions than the other team nine times out of ten they don't have anyone that can match Steph you know in his offensive impact both as an individual scorer and as his ability to create for his other for his teammates to get easy points so um in a grinded out game where both teams are defensively locked in I trust the Warriors 10 out of 10 times more than any other team in the league to get those shots generate good shots and make them 
So take care of the ball, play defense, and rebound, right? Don't get killed on the offensive glass on the other end. Make sure you're securing your um your defensive rebounds and making sure you're giving yourself extra opportunities when you can. But that's just all it is. If you don't make mistakes, like simple mistakes, throwing the ball away, they typically get good stuff against the Sacramento defense. They've been getting good stuff in the half court against them, you know, all series, especially with steps on the court. So, yeah, play play defense and take care of the ball. So, I mean, this is sort of in the same vein, but what hasn't happened all year that needs to happen in game five in order for the dubs to pull it out? And, I mean, I don't think it changes much from what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just limiting the, the self-inflicted uh, mistakes, the non-forced turnovers, just throwing it to the other team, like not pressured, throwing it away, dribbling it off your foot, stuff like that. You limit that, you give yourself a pretty good chance to just at least get a shot up because when you don't get shots up, that's when you get into some issues, right? Last game, they shot 90 shots and the Kings shot 102. It's the only reason why it was close at the end. They shot 12 more shots. Like, so. Which also gotta, leads me to gotta, gotta, gotta grab more boards, you know, gotta mm-hmm. get those offensive, you know, rebounds, just in general, you gotta rebound. And also, um, they have to, I just lost my train of thought. Hopefully it comes back to me, but you know, oh, they, they have to also continue to attack, attack the paint. And you know, the, the, the Kings have no rim protection. Like, no. you know, it's like play to your opponent, like play to the game. You know, like if someone's in the bonus, if a player has a lot of fouls, attack, use that against them. You know, it's like, again, we're going to get to the Lakers potentially, like we are going to get to the Lakers, but, and when I say Lakers, I mean, in this conversation, but we're going to get to the Lakers, but you know, there's no Anthony Davis on this team. Like Mm -hmm. the Kings are one of the worst for protecting the paint. Like use that to your advantage Andrew Wiggins going downhill, right? We didn't have him all for a a large part of the season. So we couldn't do that, you know? But Jordan Hill, you can get us free throws. Steph, you can finish around the rim against anyone. Like, Clay, cut. You're absolutely a great cutter. Like, get to the rim. Don't pass up open layups trying to pass it out for the three. So that's one of the self-inflicted mistakes that you're talking about, Justin. But Mm -hmm. just... Do those things and you will win the game no matter who is on the court. Yeah. And when you get there, make your layups, Draymond Green. Yeah. Three, three for 14. <laughs> I think he makes them this game, but. He said he will. Yeah. Just or make just your layups. It, bro. Kaminga, your touches. Well, I don't know if we're going to see Kaminga, but your touches isn't as good around the rim. Wigs, you know, sometimes you'd be a little, you know, just dunk it. Mm-hmm. Like, dunk the ball. Right. Loon tried to dunk at the end of the game last game and it and it bounced off and I was like, ah, Poor that probably would have put the game away too. But yeah, just make your make your layups and dunks. Try to uh, dunk. If you can't dunk it, make sure you make that layup. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh next question. And how many games are the Warriors winning this series versus Sack? And why is it six? <laughs> That comes from our guy, addiction, hands of addiction, at addiction underscore um, GSW. Um, I said it was six from the jump. You did? Um, 
I mean, why is it six? I think at this point they kind of figured out how to play against this team and they understand and they're, they're going into this game and hopefully the next game with the requisite intensity and focus that they need. They know that if they take care of the ball and they have a certain level of focus that the Kings just aren't better than them. Right. Like an, an A plus game from the Warriors is beating an A plus game from the Kings nine times out of 10. Right. A B plus game from the Warriors is beating the B plus game for the Kings nine times out of 10. So they just can't, they just got to make sure that it's not a C plus game from the Warriors and an A from the Kings. Like just play, don't make more mistakes than them. That's all you got to do. <laughs> like keep it even or less. Do not make more mistakes than them and they'll win both of these games, I think, pretty convincingly. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I thought people thinking that it was going to be a sweep was always like, a bit much, you know, I think most people, and I always thought seven was too much. I didn't think it was going seven. So I always thought five to six was the right number. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I think, and I do think it could have been a five game series. So, but you know, it didn't fall that way, but it's likely to be six games. I think that was always like a smart pick. And so hopefully they get it done. Hopefully they get it done. Um, all right. So now y'all are forcing me to do something I don't like to do, but we've done a little bit of it. So we'll do it again. But I just, Justin, there's been so much talk about, ooh, Braun versus Steph again. I mean, like people are already talking about this on both sides, you know? And I'm just like, guys, like, first of all, I actually don't think the Lakers series is ending in the next game. I think it's going to go 6-2. I think the Grizzlies are going to go home and win that game. Um, if you look at the last two games, the Grizzlies, first of all, I didn't, cause I fell asleep. I didn't even know that game went to overtime. I had to like, I got back up right. today and I watched it and I'm just like, bro, in game three, the Grizzlies scored nine points in a quarter and came back and made it a game. And then in game four, the Lakers were pretty handedly like in control and then you allowed the game to go to overtime. So like these have not been like, with the Grizzlies missing some key guys and Ja operating with a compromised hand. So, you know, and, and Desmond Bain not showing up in, in, in the way that he was during the regular season, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, and Jaron Jackson Jr. not necessarily being able to impact these games like the way he has at home. So I guess my point is just that the, the Grizzlies, while we've talked about that they don't always play the smartest basketball, they can and have the ability to play better, you know? And now at this point in the series, when is that game? Is it um, Thursday? Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, yeah, so we're at the point in the Lakers series where they're not getting two, three nights off in between games. It's one night. They got to travel across the country. Those guys are older. Like, I don't think you're getting another Braun game like last night because he he hasn't shown the ability to do that like two times in a row. And this was that his best game for the series, you think, so far? I think so. Yeah. And it went to overtime. So they had to play longer than, Mm -hmm. you know, they regularly would. So I just think, I don't know. I don't think that the Grizzlies are going to win this series. But if they somehow manage to, like, 
win the next two games. I mean, I just don't see them having the ability to win three in a row. I just don't. So that's why I don't think they're going to win. But I do think they have the ability to push it to definitely a game six at a minimum. Yeah, I agree. They just, I mean, like most teams, all teams, they really they just play better at home. So I think so. And we we got to be kind of rooting for that too because it's a high, it's a, there's a chance that every single series in the playoffs could be done before the Warriors um, even play a game six. That's why I'm rooting for Russ to like do it for the culture tonight. I need him yeah. to like just be on some crazy shit. Cause like, honestly, it sickens me that the Clippers could have really won one of those last two games and didn't. And the thing is they've appeared strong, even when they're in the sun's home court, you know, like on yep. the sun's court. So I don't know who has to step up and do it, but I just need them to somehow get a win and at least make that series go six as well. Um, that's all. I'm just rooting for all the other series to go at least six. And I was always rooting for a, a long series in, in Grizzlies Lakers. I, I couldn't root for either team. So I just rooted for a long series. Right. So we hope the Grizzlies win at least two games in a row. <laughs> For all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Well, um, Shawn Michaels has a question, and he says, which is a bigger issue in a potential series between the Lakers and Warriors? The Lakers' size for the Warriors or the Warriors' movement, pace, guard play for the Lakers? Um... I'm going to say the Warriors movement pace and guard play for the Lakers because I do think though the Lakers size can pose some issues for the Warriors um, defensively, the Warriors can also pose some issues for the Lakers defensively because their offense just isn't as potent. They don't have as much shooting, even though they've been having some fake shooting recently. But um, so I think on the other end, Lakers being like a slower ish team, like LeBron is older, obviously AD is very mobile for a big, but he's still a big. Um, just moving those guys around a lot can just cause a lot a level of chaos that I don't think the Lakers are as comfortable playing in than the, that the Warriors are. And, you know, just run those guys, right? I think that'll, that'll be more troublesome for them than the other way around because the Warriors have seen size. They've seen um, functional size as well. They've seen defense that has a ton of length and athleticism and height and all that type of stuff. And they've been able to, you know, weather through, through those storms. So I think they're just more equipped to handle it than the other way around. So the key to making that a short series is the Warriors going in and stealing one of those games in Staples, if it were to be them, because... Crypto. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm not calling it crypto. Um, because the Warriors would have home court advantage in that series. So it's one, defending home court and not allowing the Lakers to steal a game mm -hmm. there and, and chase. But then going into maybe with the name change, has Steph played there since the name change? Um, When did they, did they go into the season with the name change? I can't remember. They, they didn't change it mid-season. That couldn't, that couldn't have been a thing, right? Or was it mid-season last year that they changed it? I think this starting this season, they were crypto already. I don't remember, but I mean, yeah, I think he has. I think he has played there. Like, but I mean, Steph was 
great in the play-in versus the Lakers a couple of years ago, right? So is it just that we think when the games matter, the curse of Staples won't <laughs> won't affect him? I mean, we just don't have a larger sample size because we never got a series. Right. I don't think it'll affect him. I think, I mean, the last few times he's played against the Lakers, he's given them the business. So, um, yeah, I'm not worried about him in that in that. Yeah, you've mentioned that you think this would also be a better series for Jonathan Kaminga as well. Yeah, I think he his style of defense at this point in his career um, is more like stick him on a guy, stay in front of that guy, try to make that guy's life a little bit more difficult. Um, whereas on the Kings, Who would you see them putting him on LeBron? Yeah, you get time on LeBron. Yeah, I'll give him a, a short stint on LeBron, see what he can do. Maybe a, that um, would primarily be Wiggs on Braun, no? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be points in the game where Braun's in and and Wiggins and Wiggins is not in. Um, so I would try Kamingo on LeBron for some stints, or you know, put him on someone who is screening for LeBron and then have him switch on him for a little bit. Um, I just think his youth and athleticism could make LeBron just work a little bit harder for his buckets, right? As as opposed to getting a guy that's a little bit smaller, like maybe a Gary. Like I think he could just kind of just post Gary up and that would just not go well for Gary. But if you put Kamingo on him, he can use his size. And then he can also just run out and transition on, on a guy like LeBron and really make him have to work on defense instead of just kind of being parked in, in one spot on the floor and, and conserving his energy for the offensive end. So um, the Lakers also just don't run as complex of an offense that the that the Kings do. So I think Kaminga has been getting kind of caught just in all the movement and the screening of the Kings run, where it's not that much on the Lakers. So he'll be able to just lock in on his assignment and, and try to be effective there. Yeah. Thoughts on um, the video that was floating with Andre talking to Kaminga. Um, I didn't see that. You didn't see that where like Kaminga sort of like, I mean, like I, don't wanna, I don't want to improperly describe it, but it seemed like he was sort of like, hunched over or leaned over and, and or or Andre was sort of like blocking him so I don't know but like yep. kind of standing over him yeah talking to him um and then I didn't even realize this but I think it was from last week you know Chris Broussard was doing some reporting saying that young players on the Warriors are not happy about their playing time but then he brought up Dante DiVincenzo, which at that point I'm like, okay, this is not real. Um, and I'm just like, are you saying like right now in this playoff series? Or are you saying in general? Because some of that is not really new information, but, you know, it seems like it's possible that Kaminga may be getting, you know, affected by the fact that like he's being pulled and not getting playing time. And so, I mean, obviously it's good that Andre is there to like pep talk him if that is part of the issue. But I mean, at this point, I've been very, um, you know, supportive of JK throughout the season. And when this has come up before, I'm just like, well, of course I understand why he wants to play. But it's like, bro, right now it's the playoffs. And it's like, you're not seeing the things because let's let's take a, out the defense. Like you're also not rebounding. Like there's just things you're not doing on the court that you need to do. And in the playoffs, this is not about you, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, if you're not going to commit to impacting the team positively, right? You're not going to get playing time. Right. 
Right. Um, that's just he just got to lock in on his role and and figure out ways to to help the team. If he's not going to play, then he still has to be supportive and understand that his time is going to come. Like this, it's a game of matchups. It's a game of you know figuring out what's best for the team. And we've seen like guys are coming off the bench like that usually start and all this stuff like this. The the collective thought for the team is to just do what's best to win each game in each series. There's not really a lot of ego involved. So Andrew Bogut was sat in a whole series, remember? Yeah. All of these guys have gone through it. Like Andre Godala had to come to a team where he was a former all-star and just come off the bench for essentially his entire run with the Warriors. And like he was better than Harrison Barnes. We already knew it, but it was what's best for the team and what was best to help Harrison in his role at the time. Um and it led to multiple finals appearances and championships. So um, it's just a learning process with Jonathan, I think. And I do think a series against Memphis or the Lakers will be will be helpful to get his confidence back because it would be more of a series for him to shine through. So he's got to stay the course. Okay. And um, just to wrap on a funny note about Harrison Barnes, because I don't know if you saw the clip floating around where Dre is saying that Harrison Barnes. <laughs> so, we, already, so, we already knew that, though. Huh? I thought we already knew that he um he didn't invite him to his wedding and all that other weird stuff. That he was I doing. gotta tell you, to be honest, I forgot, but I just think like, bro, I don't know how on what planet you're holding a grudge. Like, I get it. Like, no one, no one wants to be traded. I feel that, but bro, like, it's Kevin Durant. You weren't even traded, by the way. They let you leave, but like, they offered you a fucking contract that you turned down. Because you wanted to be paid more money than Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, who all took fucking concessions on the team. That's why it's it's really no love over yeah. there on that side. Like I don't feel no <laughs> type of way because like you thought you were that good, and the only reason you were pushing for that is because there was going to be this historically crazy cap spike that year that mm-hmm. wouldn't happen in any year that was going to allow people like you to get more money than you would ever be offered in a normal year. So I right. get it. Like you got to do what's best for you and your agent's going to tell you to go after that. But bro, like when Kevin Durant is available, they're always going to go Kevin happen. Durant. Exactly. And then you we- put up that stinker of a fucking performance I'm saying you pissed down your leg in the finals, bro. I'm sure Draymond was letting him have it in the series too. I'm sure he was right. letting him know about it. That's why out of all the like, people, this can't just be about recruiting for Katie. It can't. Yeah, it can't be. Draymond was probably telling him like, bro, you out here playing like whatever. And he ain't like it. And he ain't like it. And then he obviously had to comment. Well, this is obviously years later, but he had to comment earlier this year where he was saying he had teammates that were scared of LeBron. Everybody knew who he was talking about at the time, like Harrison Barnes, scared of LeBron, clearly. Right. Um, so I'm sure it was no love lost on either side uh, between him and Draymond. But it's just that funny. so hilarious to me because I was like, what yeah. kind of ego does Harrison Barnes have, bro? You know? What kind of <laughs> Clearly ego a bigger one than he, he should. Clearly a bigger one than he should. But when it, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, that ego don't show up. When it comes down to hitting the big shots, it, yeah. He ain't, he don't got, he don't got the belief in himself. He, he is, and that really hurt him. I said what hurt him 
is not being able to live up to any of those contracts he earned. He got a big ass payday after leaving the Warriors. And if he like if he demonstrated on the court that he was worth that money, he would continue to be getting really big contracts. Like he's right. a role player, bro. You're a role player. Right. I'm curious to see what his next contract looks like because he's a um, free agent. Yeah. I still can't believe people wanted him back over and want to get rid of Wiggs. I, I think we all understand, everyone understands that Andrew Wiggins is definitely the better player and better for this yeah. team. I just hope that that's clear to everyone. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. no love lost between um, us and Harrison Barnes. And by the way, now I feel even better about taunting him for missing that final three. Cause oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Some people try to talk about what he helped us do in 2015. Bro, that was eight years mm-hmm. ago. Okay. Anyway. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Shout out to that Harrison Barnes. This <laughs> current one though. <laughs> the one that hit the shots he was supposed to hit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, anyways, y'all, looking forward to this next game. Thank you for always tuning in with us. We appreciate the support. Y'all sending in questions. Um, keep them coming. Make sure you are following on Twitter and Instagram, Golden Spaces Pod. Make sure you are reviewing favorably. Make sure you are giving us five-star ratings. Make sure you get your asses out my mentions because I don't care. I'm going to still do me. Um, But really, thank you for supporting us. We appreciate it and looking forward to more playoff coverage. Let's go, Dubs. Let's take this game five.